I will be reading from Romans. And the Roman Scientix, which does appear in your bulletin, comes from, oh my goodness, that chapter eight that we love so much about the life and the spirit. Um, the assigned reading is verse, uh, verses 14 to 17, but I'll read 12 and 13 um, if you don't mind, okay? Here now begins that reading. So then, brothers and sisters, we are debtors not to the flesh to live according to the flesh. For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the Spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. 14 first. For all who are led by the Spirit of God are children of God. For you did not receive a spirit of slavery to fall back into fear, but you have received a spirit of adoption. When we cry, Abba, Father, it is that very spirit bearing witness to, with our spirit that we are children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ, if, if, in fact, we suffer with him so that we may also be glorified with him. This is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. Amen. As a thought for today, I offer children of God. Amen. Let us pray. Oh, gracious and our wise God, holy God, we give you thanks for this day. And oh, Lord God, we just, we truly thank you. It is not uh, missed upon so many of us, God, that on this day, a mother will lay her child to rest. While on this day, we join her in mourning, but we will can baptize and confirm five young African-American men in the faith. Lord God, we thank you that you continue to call people to hear the good news of Jesus Christ and to come into your church so that others might know and others might see and others might learn that you love them, that you sent your son to live and die and then rise again just for them, that they might know that they are children of God. Help me and help us all on this day to do what you have called us here to do, whether we are watching online, we are here in the sanctuary, or watch on delay. Help me to preach and your people to hear. And then, oh God, help us to live the word, not just be hearers, but doers, so that your name might be praised, your son glorified, and your kingdom on earth advanced. And we pray this and every prayer in the sweet, sweet, sweet name of the living God. And his name is Jesus. And it is marvelous to our ears. In his name we pray, live, and have our being. Amen. Well, friends, identity is important, isn't it? When you know whose child you truly are, there is a sense of clarity and confidence, a certain amount of assurance that comes with that. It enables us to live with purpose. Have you ever had anyone say, you look just like your mom, amen? <laughs> or you act just like your mom, amen? Take one of the two. When we know that we are somebody's somebody, we face uncertain and difficult days 
with peace. Because we know whose and who we are. We know that we belong and we know to whom we belong. But the reality of our world is that there are people in our communities and even in our churches who have an identity crisis. They don't know to whom or what they belong. There are so many who think that they are what the world tells them they are, right? The world will, may tell them that they are illegitimate, that they are ill-conceived, that they are insignificant, or they are irrelevant. Maybe some of us think that we are what we have accomplished or what we have accrued or amassed. Maybe some of us think that we are what wrong we have done or what wrong has been done to us, and then we live like that. And because so many of us don't know who and whose we really are, we live just like that. We act like that. And here's the newsflash. We treat others like that. Because so many of us don't know that we belong. We live in ways that are not consistent with and do not reflect our true, our real identity as children of the living God. So I wonder this morning, are we all clear about whose child we are, or do we have some doubts? Are we certain today of our identity because it has bearing on our eternity? I wonder, are we suffering from an identity crisis, or are we clear? Are we living like, as my mama would say when I was looking like a mess, she would say, well, whose lost child have I found? Because I didn't look like her child. Hair all messed up because I'd been climbing trees and my clothes all torn. And she would look at me and say, well, who lost child have I found? Are we living each and every day as children of the living God? Come on, friends, look back over last week and reflect how you and I lived and, and what we thought, what we said, how we said it, and who we said it to or about. And let's ask ourselves, whose child were we in those moments? This issue of identity became very clear to me when I was part of an outreach program to the community surrounding Columbia College. I hadn't been, it was my first year, I think, my first or second year. And that summer, I was working with sixth graders from a Title I school in developing an oral history project. And I was so excited. I'm doing these things with the kids. And so we're talking about oral history. So I did on a poster my family tree, right? No big deal. This, my mama's name is Gloria Jackson Elliott. Her mama's name is Carrie Bell. Um, Monroe Jackson, and she's named after her grandmother, Carrie Bell Monroe, and her, my, my daddy's people are, and I had a little family tree, and I can't, I wasn't back into Africa, just a couple of little lines, you know, and I held it up, and I was talking to them about how we were going to interview the oldest member of our family, and this little girl, right, and y'all, I can still see her. I can tell you what she was wearing, because it made such an impact on my soul. So, she looked at that, and she kind of cocked her head to the side, and she looked at her friend to the right, and she goes, I think that lady up the street is my grandmother. <laughs> Yo, I didn't know what to do with that. I could tell you the name of my grandparents, my great-grandparents, my great-great-grandparents. 
And then the other kid started, well, yeah, I think that might be my granddaddy over there, but I, the whole, I mean, I, not only did they start talking, I did not know how to bring them back. I couldn't help but think that these children didn't fully understand, didn't know who and whose they were, that they weren't clear, they didn't have a clear sense of their belonging, that their identity had been compromised, and that this, this somehow might affect how they lived, how they navigated the world, whether they could stand firmly on two feet and the ground on which they stood was solid. I feared that they would live disconnected and doubt-filled lives, more easily tossed to and fro by the forces of this world, and that they would live out of their familial brokenness and uncertainness. You see, I believe that relationship and identity matter. They influence how we live, how we deal with our faults and our failures, and how we face the future. We already live in a fractured world and we need to have a strong sense of our belonging and our identity, not to the world, but to God. We need to know who and whose we are to stand firm against the forces of this world. You, you can't fight, okay, okay, I'm from Washington Park. You can't fight if you're off balance. You gotta be able to stand firm on solid ground. We need to be certain about our identity and whose children we truly, really are. Here in Romans, the Apostle Paul writes to Gentile Christians, those who knew themselves as outsiders, as the impure, who understood that they were not descendants of Abraham, that they were not part of God's chosen people. And yet Paul assures them that they are not illegitimate. They are not unrelated, that they indeed belong to God. And in fact, they are children of God because of the spirit, because of the spirit of the living God that dwells in them. They belong to and with God. When they accepted Christ as their Lord and Savior, they were all born again, born anew through the power of the Spirit who gave them new life and birthed them into the family of God. And as a consequence, they have God's unconditional love, God's unmerited favor, and God's everlasting grace forever and ever. Amen. They have all the benefits of belonging, of being children of God, and that they are even joint heirs with Christ. I know that sometimes we have our doubts about who and whose we are based on what we've done or where we've been or what we used to do. But if we are filled with the Spirit, and if the Spirit is alive in us, then it convinces us again and again that we are indeed children of God. You know that this world will try and knock you down and put stuff in you. And every time the Spirit is trying to communicate again and again, this is who you really are. You are not your, that your daddy was in prison. You're not just that. You belong to God. Spirit 
reminds us again and again that you have a heavenly father. You may not have a father down here, but you have a father in heaven. One you can call by name just like Jesus did in that garden in times of disappointment and despair and distress and times of fear and even faithlessness. You and I get to say Abba, which means daddy. And I'm here to tell you, my father was killed in Vietnam when I was six. I was um, in Somalia, another story. Right? And a friend of mine was wrestling with his kid and his son, who could, he had messed up, so his mama sent him to Somalia. You really got to tick your mama off for her to pack you up and put you on a plane to Somalia, okay? <laughs> but that's what she did. And they were wrestling, you know, and I was just sitting there watching them with another graduate student, a friend of mine. And, and Mark turns and looks at me, his face all red, him laying there just rolling around. And he says, well... You know, and he looks at me and goes, well, you know how daddies are. And I go, no, I don't. I don't know that. That is not my story. It's, that, that word can be a little odd out of my mouth because I didn't say it regularly. And I will tell you how the evil forces, how the forces of, my, of our adversary have played on my spirit. I don't remember my father. And as one of my counselors said, she said, Sheila, you were six years old. You should have some memory. But you want to know what my little six-year-old brain did? My little six-year-old spirit that couldn't bear the weight of it anymore? It just shut him out. Forever stilled in these pictures. I've gone through a different kind of thing to try and recover some memory, but my little six-year-old trauma says No. I could just live in that place and find it difficult to accept the Heavenly Father, but the realization what God did time and time again through lots of people ministering to me and sowing and loving me even when I wasn't very lovable so that I could get to the place where I could call God my Father and know and not be strange and know that even though I didn't have a father here, I have a Heavenly Father who will continue to provide for me. The world will try to mess you up. That's what the world is doing and almost is supposed to do. Until more of us who know we are children of God get in the world and get into the lives of others and start to transform it so that others might know and live like children of God. When we know that we can call God daddy, that's what Abba means. It's more personal. It's like daddy, daddy, come see about me. Daddy, they bother me. Daddy, help me. Daddy, come help me and do something that I'm afraid to do. We get to know that God loves us already. Before we did anything good or right, God already loves us. We know that God hears us. We know that God will come and see about us and that God will never, ever leave us. We can have a real and intimate and personable relationship with a loving father, even if we didn't have one with an earthly. The Spirit assures us that we are not alone, that we are not orphans trying to make it on our own in this world. We'll never be abandoned, we'll never be forsaken, we'll never be denied because why? 
We are children of God. Always. When we mess up, we're still children. What good news is that? We get to enjoy the pleasures and promises of being children of God. And if you're a child of God, child, you are really something. We get to know and experience the security, the happiness. Because we, we, we belong to God. We are somebody, somebody, and that is a great somebody to belong to. For God promises us all a future with hope. God promises us life more abundantly now and forever. We all get the same thing, no matter what or when, how long we've been in relationship with God, everybody get the same thing. And when the world tries to convince us that we are nothing special, that's right, boys, look at me. You, you guys are pretty special. You may not think about it. It's not your talent. It's not your ability. It's not who your parents are. This world has tried to kill our people. Has to try to destroy us. Do y'all. Not just through the women. Because see, if you can cut off the seed, you can destroy our people. So to have young African-American men who say they love Jesus, all the people may want to be like Mike or somebody else, but they say we want to be like Jesus, that is something. Silver Hill, that's an incredible gift to give to the world. Y'all yes, should celebrate y'all and the work that y'all have done faithfully to the Lord. It shouldn't be remiss that that lady, that young man, 18, died on Memorial Day. I talked to his sister. He was supposed to go into the army on Wednesday, y'all. And here we are saying, oh, we are going to baptize and confirm five. Not one, five. A whole hand, y'all. Into the faith. I know heaven is dancing. Look like y'all ought to be celebrating too. There are times when you and I and others will think that you have done too much. You've gone too far. You done said too much. Oh, man. And the devil will try and tell you, but you know you ain't no child no more. God ain't pleased with you. No, God may not be pleased with that, but you said, but see, I got a daddy. And my daddy said that he going to love me no matter what. So I'm good. You need to learn to speak back to that voice of the adversary. There are times when we do it again. I don't know what your it is, but we keep doing it again. You know you got an it. And time you do it, the devil said, child, you know, now, that, now that was it. You said you weren't going to do it no more. Yeah, I did, but my Father in heaven loves me so much that my God is going to forgive me. My God already forgave me because my God already knew that was going to happen. <laughs> That's how good I got it with my daddy. That's what the Spirit does. we got to cooperate with the Spirit. It will comfort us and remind us of who and whose we are. The Spirit will encourage us and invite us every day to live anew. God's mercies are new every morning, and great is God's faithfulness. That's what it says in Lamentations. So get up and go on and continue to live and walk as children of God in this world. 
You see, when we know who and whose we really are, when we are clear about our identity, that we are children of God, that we are born anew through the Spirit and declared equal inheritors of God, all that God has to give, that we get what Christ got. We get what Jesus has. Then that ought to do something to us. That ought to mean something to us. I mean, as children, we have God's unconditional love and confidence and that identity, that relationship ought to make a difference in how we live our lives. It ought to make a difference in how we make decisions. It ought to make a difference in how we treat ourselves and treat other people. And even how we treat the world. Those people who don't know Jesus like that. I mean, if we, if, 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 that's what it says in the text. The, the pivotal word to me in that text is if. If we know that there is nothing, absolutely nothing, keep reading the text, if there's nothing that can separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus, we know that God is always with us and for us until the end of everything, then why do we worry? Yeah. Oh, the recession. The heck with the recession, I got God. Oh, what will happen in the United Methodist Church? I don't know, but something happening for centuries. And my God is still God and Jesus is still on the throne, so I'm good. People say, you know, times ain't like it used to be. No, the times always been bad. What's you talking about? Let's be real, y'all. We shouldn't be ashamed of our past. Don't be ashamed of your past. Why? Everybody got a past. They may not tell it to you, and you may not know it, but they got it. Why should we be fearful of the future? We shouldn't be afraid of what people think of us, nor should we worry about our status or our standing with God because we are children of God. No matter what I did, I, I was still Gloria Elliott, okay? And she made that known. Because we know who and whose we are, we know our purpose, we know our destiny, we know it. You can talk about me as much as you want. You, how do people say it? The old folks say, you can scandalize my name. You can call me everything but a child of God. But because I know who and whose I am, I don't care. I don't know if y'all feeling my words, amen. <laughs> I was looking at y'all like, oh no, 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 no. I don't mind. I don't mind. I know who and whose I am. I know to whom I belong. I don't have to prove myself to nobody. Because God has already accepted me. I know that his son died for me. I'm good. If I'm good with God, I'm good. I may not be good with you, but that's all right. If we know that we know that we know, and there's no ending to that, if we know whose we really are, then we can live faithfully, y'all. We can live faithfully. We can live fully. We can live courageously. We can live completely as children of God because we know that we have been adopted by God. We've been invited to the full measure of God's blessings and God's riches. We get to live in relationship with God forever. As children, of God, we are to live by the Spirit's power, which means that we have to avail ourselves to the Spirit more and more. In other words, we not only have to hear the Spirit, we have to heed the Spirit. Sometimes we don't. 
But because we're children, God doesn't give up on us and keeps calling us, keeps empowering us to hear. Friends, let us know who and whose we are. I say this to these young men, that this day, as you are walking into adulthood, you ain't there yet, I'm gonna let you know. But as you're walking to adulthood, know who and whose you are. You don't just have earthly parents who love you, love you so much that they love Jesus too, and they want you to know Jesus like they do. Know that you're walking in the light of Christ and walking as children of God all the days of your life. And nothing, 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 I'm here to tell you nothing, can separate you from God's love. And so just live loved as beloved children. Amen? Amen? amen. amen. And amen.